You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. That is correct. Team Talk, Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, as promised, joining us on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is the voice of the Lobos, Robert Portnoy. And Robert, I was just mentioning, I know you're uh, knee-deep into everything there is to know about tonight's game. Uh, I see this Utah Valley uh, Valley team come in um, with 25 wins. We know how hard it was for the Lobos to get to 22 wins. Uh, very good on the road, a 10-5 and record. And, uh, you know, looking at their net and their Ken Palm, I mean, this is a uh, certainly a, 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 a competent opponent tonight that these fans that are turning out at the pit are going to see, Rob. Joe, they're dangerous, man. Great to be with you. Um, they had an 11-game win streak mixed into those 25 victories. The 25 wins ties uh, a record for the most in a single season in their program's history. Um, the 11-game win streak was the second longest they've ever had. Uh, you mentioned their road record. They had a seven-game true road win streak this year. That's amazing. Um, it's a really good basketball team that won the WAC regular season outright title. And there's not really anything that you can, you know, nitpick and say this is a, a, an obvious hole. Like, they do a lot of different things well. They're battle-tested, Joe. They've gone on the road and won at BYU and at Oregon this year. You know just how hard it is to go to both of those places and win, much less do it in the same season. They've beaten their rival that's literally just five minutes away um, in Utah, BYU, and back-to-back seasons. Um, they're only 14 years into their full membership as a, as a D1 school, and Mark Madsen has it rolling. And, uh, you know, I see uh, they have four starters that are averaging double figures. Uh, their fifth guy is at about eight points a game. Uh, so they have different weapons. You talk about them being dangerous. Uh, different guys contribute game to game with these guys. Now, I know Darthard is averaging uh, 17 a game and shooting a very impressive 39% from behind the three-point line. He's a 90% free-throw shooter. He's their lead dog. What do you know about him, Rob? He's first-team all-whack. Um, he banked seven threes in a game against Long Beach State back in December. Um, it, he's just really good. The, the thing that makes him so special, I think, as a scorer is that uh, he's uh, a fearless driver, and he had a streak of 31 consecutive made free throws this season at one point. That's the third best in U- Utah Valley history. He shoots at almost 88% from the foul line, which is 13th best in all of D1. Uh, that would rank him seventh all-time in a single year at Utah Valley. So um, when he gets fouled, he pretty much costs you two points if you foul him on a two, and he costs you three if you foul him on a three. He's dangerous. The, the thing about it, though, you mentioned the balance. Um, Justin Harm is a very good 6-4 scoring guard, and Trey Woodbury might be the best of the bunch in terms of his ability to do a variety of different things. He's a UNLV transfer. Fans might remember him from the Rebels. Um, they have three really good shooters and scorers among their starting guards, and both of their bigs are quality. Uh, it's a good team top to bottom. And uh, shot blocking, they go after a lot of shots. They led the country in shot shots blocked by by a wide margin. Okay, let's let, let's now talk about the Lobos because, you know, to Coach Richard Patino, that's the thing that he's worrying about right now is making sure his team is ready. Uh, you know, every team uh, – 
deals with fatigue, but like going back to last Thursday night, the Lobos, of course, had to play on Wednesday, then Thursday. Uh, this is a much needed break for New Mexico and their personnel. We know they don't go very deep. Uh, and how much of a factor do you think that'll play uh, into tonight and seeing a fresh Lobo team, Rob? I think that's huge. Uh, clearly, when you get this deep into the year, the fresher you can be, the healthier you can be, the better off you're going to be. Um, certainly more conditioning in preparation for a player like Sebastian Forsling, who had been out because of the elbow injury. Um, we know that he returned already to you know, active duty, but you don't know how much you can get for him until he gets his conditioning back. That's going to help. But here's the thing, Joe. The, the Lobos do have extra depth with him back, but how willing is the coaching staff to go to Biggs, Barima Sek, and Sebastian Forsling, if needed tonight, and for how long? That's always been the question all year. Um, how much trust you have in them? How reliable might they be if you get them on court? Each, um, on occasions this year, has delivered massive minutes in Lobo wins, both home and road. The matchups matter a ton. We have seen often that the Lobos go small rather than bring one of the two of those guys off the bench and move Javante Johnson to the four and let Josiah Alec play the five. So the matchups are significant. They have a seven-footer. Utah Valley has a seven-footer, Aziz Bandego. You mentioned the shot blocking. He averages just fractions below three blocks per game on the year. He's fifth in all of D1, and he's a big part of that group on their team that has blocked 225 shots. There's no other team in the country that's blocked even 200 this year, so they protect the rim. And the other key thing defensively, Joe, is that they crash down when your guards drive it. They, they dig hard and they squeeze, so the court's going to shrink when House and Mashburn put it on the floor. We know that's given them problems in the past. We'll see how they handle it. Okay, one thing that um, jumped off uh, to me, I was at the game the Lobos lost in the conference tournament against Utah State. I get the final stats, and I see the Lobos attempted, I think, 64 shots in the game, and Morris Udeze only had seven uh, shot attempts. Now, you know, credit Utah State, but somehow uh, that's got to change. He's got to have a, a higher percentage of those shot attempts, Rob. Unquestionably. Uh, the Lobos are better when they start inside, and then they work outside from there. Um, you know, it's no secret. This is something that's been pointed out whenever it comes up throughout the season, Joe, when a team that the Lobos play defends the two well. That's something you think about because of the majority of the Lobos points coming from two-point range, and at 42.5%, um, Utah State is third in Division One in opponents' field goal percentage from two-point range. But it doesn't matter. None of that matters. We've had, we've had Morris who does. They have huge games against teams that defend the two well. And here's the thing. Even when opposing teams have had seven-foot bigs and good shot-blocking bigs, like San Jose State and San Diego State, we have seen Udeze own the opposing big, even if they have a height advantage when they play him one-on-one. I'll be so interested to see if they let the seven-footer from Senegal, Bandego, try to handle Mo single coverage because Mo is thicker bigger, stronger, has been against every opposing post all year, and he's going to use that to get to the rim against Bandego. Bandego's a better shot blocker um, help side than he is on the ball. Let's see how he handles Big Mo tonight. 
We're talking to Robert Portnoy, voice of the Lobos here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. I'm glad you brought that up, Rob, because really that's the matchup that I have my eye on tonight. Like you said, if Moe's going up against a seven-footer, he's just as comfortable doing that as he is if he's going to get up against you know somebody who's maybe an undersized five closer to him. Does it make it any easier, you think, defensively tonight? Where you know Bendego, he's not that guy. You know, he's not uh, Taylor Funk. He's not one. Uh, he's not uh, one of these bigs that's gonna uh, go out and 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 really take those shots along the way. D- does that make things easier defensively in any way tonight? Just knowing w- all the things that Utah Valley does still well on top of that. Very perceptive by you, Sam. I think it's massive that Bendego's not a player that's going to draw Mo away from the basket in terms of what he tries to do offensively, but the way that they will pull Mo away from the basket with Bandego is putting Bandego in ball screens. Um, we'll see how much that factors into the game tonight, but the nice thing is that Bandego's not going to pop out to the three-point line and shoot uh, from long range. That's not part of his game. I, it, it's funny that you bring that up because I was just thinking about Nevada sneaking into the, the you know, NCAA tournament, and, and we know that Coach Alford has had his struggles in the NCAAs over the years. That's documented. And I just think if they somehow get past Arizona State that they're going to be dangerous because they have a pick-and-pop five in Will Baker that makes them so difficult to guard. And when you add into that a shot maker like Lucas and a 6'7 point guard who creates just matchup nightmares all over the court, um, they're they're, they're really dangerous. So uh, it's funny how they could turn into a dark horse potentially coming out of the first four when they might have been the last team into the field. But you make a great point. Bandego not being a threat away from the basket certainly helps the Lobos in guarding Utah Valley. Rob, we could certainly talk to you all day here. Got about 30 seconds left. You mentioned the you know the ball screens that we're probably going to see from Bandango tonight. A lot of teams, it seems like they've been picking up on that when they've been playing the Lobos here the last couple weeks, you know, maybe a month or so of the regular season. Have you seen the, the, the adjustments on the other side where these guys are getting more comfortable trying to fight through those? It's imperative. They have to. You'll see Utah Valley put the Lobos in ball screens uh, at the top of the circle. You see the, the Lobos, you know, forced to guard ball screens on the wings. Utah Valley does it early. They do it often. And UNM fighting over the top of it and not being forced to switch, uh, if that's how they choose to play it tonight, will be a huge factor. And that's what you're going to get if you listen in on the Lobo Radio Network. Robert Porton along with uh, Lobo great Hunter Green will be on the call. Rob, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio 1017. The team, always good to talk to you and great stuff, man. I uh, love being with you, Joe. Thank you, Sam. Uh, enjoy the show always, you guys. And we'll see you at the pit. All right, that's going to do it for this hour. We're only here till 6 when we come back. Top 5 with Sammy Hauser next. ESPN Radio 1017, the team.